In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we hear in the epistle reading, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, that salvation and justification come through faith. And what we need to do is to confess that Christ is Lord, and we find salvation and justification in Him. What follows in the book of Romans is that uh, Paul goes on to describe what that confession needs to produce in your life. It's a way of life. When you confess Christ as Lord, your life changes. Uh, when somebody offends you, forgive them. When you sin, you repent. It, it's, a, it's a life change. So it's not simply a confession. Paul goes on to describe that the confession needs to change a life. So when we confess our Lord, we confess a way of life. We commend ourselves and each other and all our life unto Christ our God as we conclude every litany. Let us commend ourselves and each other unto Christ our God. So the epistle is clear that we have a way of life that God has given to us through our confession of our Lord. I remember back in 1971, August, to be a matter of fact, when I recommitted my life to Christ, uh, that confession changed me. And my wife will tell you, I was uh, not uh, the best. I still wasn't the best after that, but I was a lot better <laughs> But it changed my life. It changed me. I thought differently. I spoke differently. I did differently. My thoughts, words, and deeds changed. So it's not simply a confession. It's a confession that follows a life. A life change. So when we confess our Lord, we must understand we are commending and committing ourselves to a lifestyle. So the gospel depicts this unfortunate demoniac who is struggling with legions, thousands of demons. And he's unable to do what he even knows what is right to do. He wants to torment people that come around him. So he knows what's right deep down inside himself, but he's so tormented by the demons he can't do right. I want to submit to you today, and I pray you're not offended, <laughs> because I speak mostly of myself and my own experiences. But I believe we are attacked by a legion of demons. A legion of demons that we, when we buy into them, we compromise our confession of faith by not living the life Christ has asked or commanded us to live. They tempt us to this. A legion of demons that has dumbed down the Christian life where it's hardly recognizable. A legion of demons that encourage us to confess the word of God, but not live it. 
a legion of demons that pushes us to succumb to our culture and not change it. A legion of demons that encourage us to say we are Christians, but to live a life that's not effective, that is compromising, that's not saving us, it's not affecting anyone around me. Now, are you a little depressed? You're going to get more depressed. This legion of demons is the demon of excuses. I can't do it because. I can't forgive because. I can't do that because. I can't come to church because. Because, because, because. The big but. I can't do it because. But someone is offending me, but, but, but. Let me go through and through some thoughts, the demons that get after me, that torment me, these demons of excuses. Have you heard these demons speak to you? I'm, I need to stay angry. I need to be angry. That person went too far this time. I can't forgive them. I won't forgive them. I won't love them. I won't make an attempt to love them. Have you heard that demon? I know I need to take care of the things that God has given me, but I'm too tired. I just don't have the time. I've, I've missed them so many times before, I guess it really doesn't matter anymore. Do you hear the demon of excuse in there? It gets worse. My life gets much worse. <laughs> so these are all my demons, so maybe they'll hit you too. Judgment. I know I'm not supposed to judge, but the people in my life are so wrong. <laughs> and I need to confirm this with my friends, so I'm going to ask them about these people and see if they feel the same way. I've been out late Saturday night and it's too hard for me to gather with the faithful and worship my Lord and give thanks to him. No, that's not what the demon says. He says, I've been out late Saturday night. I'm too tired to go to church. I need to sleep in. Well, maybe I'll just sleep in a little bit and come after the homily so I don't need to hear Father Nicholas drone on and on. Have you heard that demon? That might be the Lord, actually. <laughs> I don't need to tithe or give generously to the church or to, to, to the poor. Things are really tight. And oh, yes, we have that trip to Las Vegas later this month. All those kids' events we must go to. Here's a tough one. It's okay to have sex before marriage because we love each other. Because it's okay. Even though 80% of those kind of relationships fail, we'll be an exception to the rule. Pray? I've tried to pray, but I can't get up early enough in the morning. 
and I'm too tired at night. God will understand. See, these demons speak the same way, see? You've heard them, because I've heard them. They, they are very consistent. Fast, it's so outdated. I'm in control of my life. I really don't need to pay much attention to the fast. Well, maybe I should, but today is Wednesday and I have a party. Maybe I'll start this Friday. Oh, looking at the stuff on the Internet. You know, I'm really not doing anything to any person. And I need some relief. It's been a long week. Oh, my kids. <laughs> forgive me, kids. Forgive me, my children. My kids, I love them, but they annoy me. <clears throat> and you know, maybe if I just get angry and stay angry with them, it'll change them. Love my wife? My goodness, we've been married 41 years. I think I've loved her enough. <laughs> it's time for her to love me. She is my queen, but I am the king. Have you heard that one? And for your children, obey my parents. All my friends don't obey their parents. They do what they want to do. Guidance? My friends give me better guidance than my parents. Remember one time, I remember it was Christy. She was about 14. And Jan and I were giving her some advice. And I said, okay, Christy, you're 14 years old. Your mom and I are... How old are we then? However old are we? 40, say 40. So, <clears throat> I said, you know, your mom and I are 40, that's 80 years total. 80 plus 14. Whose advice are you going to take? I guess the advice she took? Hers. She continues to do, she continues to do that, by the way. <laughs> She's my sweetheart, my, 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 my jewel of a daughter. I love her. <clears throat> ask for advice? I'm self-sufficient. I'm independent. I can make all the decisions for my life without asking for help with anyone. Confession. Oh, it seems so difficult to go to my priest. I'm ashamed of my sin. How can I confess these things out loud? I'll just confess them to God and and uh, deal with them myself. <clears throat> Do you hear those demons? Do you hear them? They are un there's a legion of them out there. All they want you to do is compromise the very essence of the Christian life. That's all they're asking you to do. It's, very, it's almost like they're not asking you not to be a Christian, but they're asking you to just justify not being one. Just don't do the life. Don't live the life. So keep saying you are, but don't live the life. Always finding an excuse not to do what Christ has commanded us to do. That's the demon. You have to recognize them. You have to know that they're coming after you. 
So, beloved, we have to learn to take our medicine. It's very simple. The Christian life is very simple. The Lord made it so simple. He gave us an incredible gift. It's the gift of repentance. He says, if you repent of your sins, I'll forgive you. So when you sin, don't justify it. What do you do? Repent. Let's say it together. Repent. When you sin, you repent. Period. I'm angry. God forgive me. Not going to justify my anger. Not going to do that. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Lord, the things you put, forgive me for my sloth. Lord, forgive me. I'm not going to put, I'm too tired in front of that. Okay? I looked, on some, I looked at things I shouldn't have looked at. God, forgive me. Not because I'm too tired. Not because I've had a long week. No. No excuses. You know, there's a, there was a tradition in one of the football programs I was a part of that if a running back fumbled, he had to carry a football around all week. At school. It's like, yeah, really embarrassing, you know. So I was thinking, you know, I said, you know, if, what if it was a legitimate fumble? What if, you know, somebody came in and their helmet smacked, I was carrying the ball correctly, and the helmet smacked the ball and knocked it out? I would go to the coach and say, you know, coach, it really wasn't a, uh, it wasn't really a fumble. I mean, the guy, are you, if you know a football coach, you know what a football coach would have done that? You don't want to know what a football coach would have done. No. You fumble, you carry the ball all week. Period. You sin, you repent. Period. No justification. Zippo. As Father Richard would say, zero minus. No justification. We cannot hear that demon. We compromise, we dumb down the Christian life. God says, forgive 70 times 7, which means forever and ever and ever. There's nothing in your life, no one in your life, no offense in your life that you shouldn't be forgiving. There's no excuse not to forgive it. Now, there may be reasons why you can't, but you've got to overcome them because God says, when you sin, you repent. So, so simple. Life is so simple. It gets so complicated when we justify ourselves. We're so twisted up in justification. We need to be freed from this self-justification. You know, the thief on the cross, you remember what he said? He's standing on the cross to the right of the Lord, and he says, remember me in your kingdom. And what's the Lord's response? Today, you will be with me in paradise. Okay? But he said something before that that revealed why God said that to him. He stood there, hanging next to the Lord, and he said, this man is unjustly being hung. I am justly here. What the, what the thief was free from was self-justification. The reason God said paradise to him is because he wasn't justifying himself. It wasn't because he said, remember me in your kingdom. The reason he said that was because he was free from self-justification. He was a sinner. He knew he was a sinner. He knew he deserved to die. 
and all he did is repent before God, and God said, today will you will be with me in paradise. That's all he did. That simple thing, repentance, that gift he gives to us, repentance. You know, I, we live a life tempted to justify pride, justify anger, justify sloth, justify envy, justify lust, justify greed, justify self-indulgence. That's, that's the life we're tempted to live. And unfortunately, we succumb to it and we aren't the example Christ wants us to be to this world. I'm really saddened every time we see anything in, the, in Christendom that saddens Christ and isn't an example to the world. And I'm saddened in my own life when I can't be that example. I pray this. Lord, help us. Help us here. Help your Christian church. Help it to be a symbol of purity, an example of love, of joy, of peace, of forgiveness, of long-suffering, of working out differences, of self-control, of good works. Help us be that. Help us be free from self-justification. Help us flee it. Help us see it coming. Help us be disturbed by it. Help us be upset when we justify ourselves. No excuses, beloved. When we sin, we repent. Make it simple. Don't justify it. Don't justify it. So why does God give us this to make our life hard? He gives us all these don'ts and all these do's to make our life hard. You don't know, you know why he does it? Because the things he's told you not to do, if you do them, they'll hurt you. They'll harm your soul. He says, don't do this, don't do that. Not because he wants, it's like Hopka one time says, because he wants to take the fun out of everything. No, it's not that at all. No, he says, because if you do it, your soul will be harmed. You'll be, get sick. It's like a good, he's a good doctor. He says, now if you do this, and do this, and do this, you're going to get sick. So he says, don't do this. You know, it's that great father Jim used to say, you know, and you come to the dentist, and he says, you know, when I do that, it hurts. He says, well, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don'ts. The don'ts are there because God knows that they will harm you and hurt you. So take it from the good doctor that the things that he has given to us to do are, are, are loving things. And the things he's asked us not to do are loving things. Because, beloved, I pray for us all that when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ and say, Lord, I am justly accused. I have no excuses. I am prideful. I am slothful. I am angry, I am envious, I am lustful, I am greedy, and I fall to self-indulgence. Forgive me. I repent. I beg you for your mercy. I have no excuses. And as a thief on the cross, he will turn to you, and he'll say, today, you will be with me in paradise. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.